T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Allow myself to introduce myself. Uh, This is one of the Red Sox 37 new radio guys working with Joe this year. My name is Josh Lewin. I just watched the defending World Series champions allow 12 runs on opening day in Seattle. May God have mercy on my soul. Number of previous World Series champions to have allowed 12 runs on opening day, uh, that would be zero. Yeah, I got that Midas touch, baby. A dubious way to begin this podcast project, but begin it we shall do with snappy intro music. This is Sox Daily right now. Musically, everything is solid. On the field, not so much. The Red Sox fell to earth with a voice thud Thursday night in Seattle, 12 to 4. Same score by which the Sox won their first ever opening day way back in 1901. These are the most runs allowed in an opener by the Sox since 2003. One of all people, Pedro, gave up a 10 spot to Baltimore. And Chris Sale, you got next. He started fine. He struck out the side in the first, in fact, but then he kind of lost the plot. In fact, this thing fell apart like the last 40 minutes of Wedding Crashers, to be honest. All right, so here's how all this works. Here's what this is. It's something I put together last year in New York for Mets fans while being in their broadcast booth, and and nobody died. So we're going to try it out in New England now, and and I kind of think you're going to like it, even though the very first thing we report is 12-4 to Seattle. Those guys are 3-0 somehow, and the logos lined up B and S for Boston and Seattle, and... Man, that's about right. Uh, Seattle's 3-0. Seattle hit five home runs Thursday, and the Sox hit none. Yep, you can call B and S on that. Two home runs from the mouth that roared Tim Beckham. He had been 0-15, nine strikeouts lifetime against Chris Sale coming in, but he would flip that script just like he flipped his bat a couple times. Just two pitches, two home runs off Chris Sale, but then we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll get to all of that. Here's how he took to the air Thursday night with Macklemore performing pregame. I guess that was kind of cool. And they had Mike McCreary, the lead guitarist for Pearl Jam, actually grind out the national anthem, Jimi Hendrix style. People seem to be into that as well. On Edgar Martinez way, and they had the actual Edgar throwing out the ceremonial first pitch. Of course, he's heading to the Hall of Fame now. One thing that he had in common with David Ortiz, you'll never get this one, I, I promise you. Crazily, they both had a two-triple game in the big league. Seriously. DHs who couldn't run a lick. Each of them had a multi-triple game. So on that scoreboard, it is Big Poppy won, Edgar Martinez won, Ichiro won. A very highly unlikely three-way tie between the three of them. Ichiro, of course, not around. And he had said last year he'll retire only when he starts using a cane. That was false. That was fake news. He uh, retired in Japan, of course, and we'll miss him. Made the All-Star team ten times. Was famous for Oh, so many things. For, for giving a pregame speech to his American League teammates at the All-Star Games 
in near perfect English. He would just load up with obscenities and all that. So uh, great stuff from Ichiro. Gone now. Uh, the, the grasshoppers are still here. We didn't eat them. That's kind of become cliche. That was all the pregame stuff that we had to talk about. Then we started looking at the starting lineups, and it just looked like a rout. I mean, this thing looked completely like a Boston slaughter. Benintendi, Betts, Devers, one, two, three in the order. Let's break that down. Benintendi, although he didn't walk in spring training, that's odd if you're a leadoff man. He started coming on at the end of spring training. In fact, he had a first pitch home run six days prior against the Orioles. Thought maybe he might do the same thing, go all Dwight Evans on everybody here once it counted. Instead, he grounded out on the first pitch he saw. Mookie Betts reigning MVP. And he did end up three for five. Also just paid for the big team dinner Tuesday night. And Alex Cora said he alone ordered two bottles of Opus One. That's about 700 bucks just from the manager on wine right there. Rafael Devers batting third. 22 years old and batting third. Comfortably between Betts and Martinez. That is a uh, fat guy settling into a hammock comfort-wise right there. Hitting between an MVP and a potential MVP. He had a great spring training. Didn't do much in this game. In fact, at one point, he swung and missed at a pitch that hit him. He ended up one for five. J.D. Martinez, of course, coming off the 43 home run year last year. First year record for a Boston player. Xander Bogart's hitting fifth. Only players the last four years in the American League with more hits than Xander Bogart's. How about his teammate Mookie Betts and Jose Altuve? That's the whole list. So... Scott Boris, I know you're listening. I'm sure you'll, you'll bring that one up when it comes contract time. Mitch Moreland, the only hitter that was not part of opening day last year. That was Hanley Ramirez, of course, at first base last year. And Moreland would end up being the only Red Sox starter without a hit when this one was done. Eduardo Nunez batted seventh, had a double, reached on an error, was part of a double steal. You like that early on. The Red Sox jabbing the beehive like that and taking some chances, pulled off a successful double steal against a guy that hardly ever gives up a stolen base, Marco Gonzalez. Jackie Bradley Jr. followed in center, batting eighth. Loves playing in Seattle, he says. He took a tour in an airplane before uh, everything got going. Yesterday went up and around with uh, Jessica Mendoza of ESPN. As a, a puff piece on ESPN, but he got to, to hang out and then go see Mount Rainier up close. I guess that was pretty cool. In the game, he had a hit, reached on an error, not a lot going on there. He also had a near collision in the outfield with Mookie Betts, something that you, you never thought you'd see. Christian Vasquez got the start catching, batting ninth, hit just a buck 32 in spring training. Did have a booming double in this game to drive in a run. Number seven on his back, number seven on the back of the starting pitcher of all things for Seattle, Marco Gonzalez. Kind of a soft tosser, they got a lot of those on this team. Two opening day assignments, and it's only, what, it was March 28th. And he already had two opening day assignments this year. He had opened up in Japan for them as well. And without a good fastball in that one, he had to kind of Pedro Martinez against the Indians just to get by on guile in that one. And it was a similar thing as it unspooled in this one. Red Sox took the early lead, and you figured that they would do that. After Benintendi bounced out, Mookie, a bloop single to right. Devers, a hard single to right. J.D. Martinez, base hit left field. Three of the first four Red Sox batters swung at the first pitch in this one, so they came out very aggressively. The inning fizzled after that. You'd think that they've got Gonzalez on the ropes, but now Bogarts was robbed at second base. A nice play by D. Gordon, and then Mitch Moreland bounced out, so they had to settle for the one run. They ended up stranding seven in the first five innings, and that would come back to bite. In the second inning, they would get one more run on, of all things, a sack fly to the third baseman. Don't ask. I mean, it was, it was weird, but it counted. Andrew Benintendi getting credit for that. Chris Sale in the bottom of the first inning had mowed him down. He looked terrific. Now, the fastball wasn't awesome, 
It was the slider looking great, but he struck out Hanniger to start things. Domingo Santana after that. Edwin Encarnacion reached on an error. Devers just uh, kind of a poor read and got to a ball late and kicked it. But then Jay Bruce struck out. So the last seven outs, if you think about it, going back to the World Series game that clinched everything and the one before that, last seven outs achieved by Sale over a stretch of many months, all with the strikeout. It looked like everything was right with the world after an inning and a half. The Red Sox led comfortably 2-0. But then, pretty incredible stuff. When we're talking about Chris Sale, who allowed two home runs his final 80 innings of last year, he would come on and allow three home runs in two innings in this game over a stretch of 10 batters. Tim Beckham started the carnage, one out in the second inning. This is a guy, and I'll wear this. I mean, I'm sure everybody's making fun of it already, and that's fine. I'll, I'll totally wear this. I said on the air, this is an absolute slaughter of a matchup. Tim Beckham 0 for 15, nine strikeouts career against Sale. And I know he had kind of pimped things out in Japan, started out very nice with a, a home run on opening day there. It reached base seven out of nine times. But I threw it out there. I really thought that it was going to be a couple of strikeouts at least if he got up three times against Sale in this game. Nope. Beckham went after the first one. It was a high fastball. He clocked it 430 feet, and he pimped that one. He flipped the bat and all of that. And he was not done, by the way. If you've ever seen the movie Deep Impact, that was a movie where a comet hits the earth and causes this devastating tsunami. Tim Beckham is auditioning for a role as the comet right now. He's hitting 636. He's hitting for power. I know it's super early, but uh, boy, what, what a start for Tim Beckham. There would be another little piece of carnage in that inning. Domingo Santana with the bases loaded, doubled to the corner. Great relay. Mookie Betts would end up cutting down a, another potential one at the plate. But this all started after the light-hitting number eight man, the catcher, backup catcher David Freitas, walked against Sale. That, that shouldn't happen. D. Gordon, a solid single in the left, and they hit Batsman, then the Santana double. 3-2 Seattle all of a sudden. You're thinking, okay, it's one inning. I mean, this stuff happens. It's Chris Sale, but even Chris Sale, uh, what's the old line that Bill Caudill used, the old reliever for these Mariners? Even Betty Crocker burns a cake now and then. And you figured that's all it was. One bad inning, one little stumble. Uh, no third inning, Edwin Encarnacion, the guy that's hit the most career home runs among active players out there against the Red Sox, his 33rd lifetime and his third against Sale. He belted one out, 414 feet, did that thing where he, he has a pretend parrot on his arm running around the bases. So all of a sudden it's 4-2 to two and they weren't done. Ryan Healy walked Tim Beckham first pitch, another long home run, 417 feet. Sale was accountable after the game, and it was just obvious. The fastball deserted him. He was at 92-93 in the first inning, but down to 91 in the second, down to 90 in the third. It just wasn't happening. Even Malik Smith ripped a triple in that inning off him. He scored on a Freitas sack fly. So it's 7-2 Seattle after three. Not kidding. They would add a run in the fifth off Hector Velazquez, who actually started out pretty well out of the bullpen, and then he faltered. Heath Hembry came on later, and he was not sharp at all. He walked in a run with the bases loaded. Tyler Thornburg was the fourth Red Sox pitcher of this game. Of course, he struggled all spring training. 16 base runners allowed in six innings, and he had a stumble in this one, too. Allowed a couple runs in his one inning of work. So not a lot to report happily on regarding Red Sox pitching. As for Red Sox hitting, well, they did come back with a couple in the sixth inning. We mentioned the Vasquez double to score Eddie Nunez through a double. Benintendi with a single to drive in one more. But then the Red Sox couldn't do anything after that. Mookie ended up three for five. Everybody had a hit except for Moreland, who at least walked. Mitch was 0 for three 
otherwise. But Chris Sale, his worst game last year, it was a four-inning start, allowed six runs. That was against Atlanta in May. This was three innings of work, seven earned runs. So his ERA is blackjack right now. He's got a 21 to start the year. The Mariners give him full marks here. 13 new faces on their roster. The Red Sox have one new face on their roster. That's Colton Brewer. Did not get into the game. But uh, hey, it's Seattle 3-0, and the Red Sox 0-1. They've been there before. Let's, let's get after this right now. Last year, obviously, the angst factory got cranked up pretty quickly because it was a loss on opening day. What did they do? Anyone? I see some hands. Yeah, they, they won 17 of their next 18, and, and everything was, was just fine. And look, I'm coming from New York here. I followed this enough. Uh, I, you guys have maybe heard this stat, that, that a 45-year-old Mets and Jets fan has seen fewer championships than an eight-month-old Red Sox fan. So I, I get it. I mean, there, there's a sense of kind of glorious entitlement right now because everything always seems to go well. But not on opening days. It, it didn't last year. And way back to the first opening day, talked about how you know, the Red Sox got a, uh, a huge win in their very first game, 12-4. to And, well, now they, they bookend it. They have lost 12-4 to on an opening day. With some bad openers in between. I mean, we talked about Pedro giving up the 10 runs to Baltimore that one time. They had a 13-12 loss to Toronto in 04. That season ended up okay. And let's point that out. For the last five World Series championship seasons now, the Red Sox have actually lost on opening day. I understand nobody's lining up the duck boats right now. Totally get it. But it is just one game. And I'm sure that's part of what Alex Core is going to talk about on the postgame show. Yes, we, we do get sound from Alex. That's part of our, our deal here. This podcast, which we hope you're loving so far, uh, it's all about hearing from the manager and, and getting his take because you don't just want to hear me go on and on and on. I, I'm going to do that with Joe uh, on the air here. So uh, 161 more of these. And since Misery Loves Company, we're happy to point out before we get you to Alex. Defending Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell gave up three home runs and lost on opening day, just like Chris Sale did. Zach Greinke gave up four home runs on Thursday, lost on opening day. Does that make you feel better, even a little bit? I know, it's 0-1 and nobody's happy. Let's hear from the manager. Here's Alex Cora. What was Chris's problem? Uh, I think, honestly, uh, he was very erratic with the fastball location and slider. It wasn't great. Uh, I think the changeup was his best pitch. Uh, he tried to go up and in against Beckham in the first one, misfire up and away. I could put a good swing on it, and then we tried to go up again against him. He got we got to it and hit out of the ballpark. Um, you know, he'll tell you. I mean, he's he's the most, probably he'll be very sincere. You know, it's one of those that it wasn't a good one. So um, we'll keep working. Uh, he'll be ready for the next one, and we go from there. Is he okay physically? Yes, he is. Yeah. I should talk about his fastball command. How much of that was velocity related? Um, I, you know, if you compare it to the first start last year, velocity wise. He hit a few in 94, but, you know, he wasn't, last year wasn't 97, 98 either, you know. So uh, I do think he tried to go to certain spots and he didn't get it there. Um, the double, I think it was Santana in the slider. That was a good at bat. He made some good pitches. He fouled it off, and then he hung a slider. He stays inside. He flips it the other, uh, the other way. So, um, like I said, you know, he wasn't a good one. Um, we have to turn the page. He'll be ready for the next one. Uh, we, we had a chance. I mean, uh, Christian came up with man at second and third, uh, no outs, and we ended up scoring one because of uh, Nooney's uh, base running play. 
But um, we we were okay offensively. I think we expanded a little bit with two strikes. Uh, we we don't usually do that, and um, that's something we have to keep working on. Well, you lost your first game last year, and it turned out fine. Uh, yeah, I know, but it was a lot different this one. In this one, I mean, 12-4, and then last year, what was it? They scored five in the game, so just finding ways to lose the first game of the season, I guess. No, not really. Yeah. Maybe Chris's lighter workload, is that maybe take him a while to get the feel of what he's doing? No, no. I mean, I mean he, he was ready to pitch. He was ready to pitch. Uh, we have a plan. We, we believe in our plan. Um, it just, today, it wasn't a good one. They, you know. Sometimes, you know, you make mistakes, they miss it, but they didn't. You know, um, Beckham put two good swings on it, and I think the, the double down the line, you know, that kind of like, you know, that was a tough one because he didn't hit it hard, but that's the way the game goes. Do you think he's ever square himself to that ball instead of back No, 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 no. I actually, he, he moved his feet the right way. Um, you know, sometimes you got to make a decision, you know, with that ball. If you're going to take a step back, probably, you know, let it come a little bit and you kind of like smooth it into your glove, but uh, he didn't make the play. Is his elbow okay? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Alex, you guys were up 2 nothing. Chris is on the mound. He just struck out three in the first inning. Last year, you guys were good at putting away games when you, when you had a chance to. Were you surprised at how quickly it, it kind of went from there? No, I, I mean, they got a good offense. They, they got, I mean, they swung the bats well in Japan and they did it today again. Um, you know, it's a different lineup, but they have some 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 good players, and and, and they some big guys that they they do damage. You know, Encarnacion. You know, change up, probably cut into the into the Sunny Hidalgo ballpark. You know, Beckham. He's been swinging the bat well, so uh, we don't take anything anything for granted. You know, regardless of what happened last year, that happened last year. You know, here we we know that you know they're capable of scoring runs, and uh, we we didn't make pitches today, and we paid the price. Was there any conversation with Chris after the third? No, no. No. I, I usually stay away from them during the game, and then we'll but, talk tomorrow. But he, he knew he wasn't going back out. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. All right, so that's the skipper. That's a little bit anyway of what he had to tell the media after the game. Not a, a happy day. Nobody's going to pretend that it was. 119 wins last season, and now the 119th season begins for Boston, just not what you wanted to have happen. Game two now. It can only get better from here. And indeed, Friday night, 10-10 first pitch, Boston time. Nate Avaldi on the mound. You say Kikuchi will go for Seattle. He was 10 years old when Ichiro debuted as a Mariner. Then he got to be his teammate for two days in Japan last week. Ichiro retiring. And it was Kikuchi actually moved to tears in the dugout before the, the guy who was actually retiring. Guy with a solid fastball, hard slider, very deceptive most of all. He'll hide that ball against his thigh as he uncoils, and especially coming out of a white pair of uniform pants, very tough to pick up until it's too late. He was never very durable in Japan, but his stuff is more than solid. And and remember, the other members of this rotation for Seattle, they're soft tossers. This is the lightning they run at you before the gentle rain of Leak and LeBlanc. Nate Evaldi, well, last two spring training starts allowed first-inning home runs, and he settled down soon after. Last year found himself heading into the regular season's final month, having allowed 17 runs over 19 innings, hitters batting 404 against him. Sure didn't look like a guy about to get a four-year, $70 million contract, but if you come up big at the right time, it is a handsome payoff. Kelly uh, Olnick got his four-year, $50 million contract with the Heat right after that 26-point performance for the Celtics in Game 7, right? Was that against the Wizards, I think? Timing can be everything. Uh, I watched Daniel Murphy in New York, his 2015 postseason, another solid example. 
And if Eddie Rodriguez hadn't gotten hurt last year, there is no deal for Nathan Evaldi. Sometimes you've got to count your blessings. And if you step back and look at it, what a weird, remarkable thing that what might be remembered most fondly from a World Series of Sox won four games to one is Evaldi losing that one game on its own. That is a really silly statement. But the, the best memory that encapsulated the grit of that 2018 championship team was allowing a home run sometime near dawn in game three. I've gotten to really enjoy Evaldi. He's totally uncomplicated. He's a guy that enjoys spending downtime with his family and just being outdoors, fishing, playing Fortnite, although not while outdoors, assumably. Uh, And that's why he turned so many heads when he showed up for his new contract press conference wearing that garish maroon designer suit. Everyone thought all he owned was jeans and T-shirts, but uh, apparently not. So anyway, a fresh sheet of ice goes out. The Zambonis come through, and game two will be played on Friday night. A fresh tub of Play-Doh will be opened, and the Red Sox can uh, hopefully bounce back because that was ugly, a 12-4 loss. The final line score, by the way, we try to give you that too. We're a full-service podcast. 12 runs, 12 hits, two errors for Seattle. They're 3-0. Boston 4-11-2. And uh, certainly understandable if if you kind of grumble your way through this podcast, not wanting to recall all of what we recalled for you. But look, in the words of Howard Jones, things can only get better. See, I'm I'm quoting 80s music now. A lot of movie quotes on here, a lot of TV quotes, a lot of music quotes. And if you hate it, uh, don't subscribe. I'm just warning you right now. But if you want to get some good Red Sox news and insight, uh, we absolutely encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that wherever you usually download your podcasts. And go to weei.com. That's always a great way to do it. There you will find Rob Bradford. And obviously, he's got a tremendous podcast, certainly much better than mine so far. He's also got the game recaps for you, and uh, that's a great way to get current and all the Red Sox stuff, too. So between Rob and me, and uh, boy, it takes a village, doesn't it? There's going to be thousands of radio participants, it looks like, this year. But for what it's worth, and I'm not trying to, to pander here, I'm not trying to be that guy, but this is really cool. Uh, I left the Mets and, frankly, was uh, on my way to San Diego to do some stuff for the Padres. Uh, Life's funny. Things you turn, the universe just kind of taps you on the shoulder sometimes and says, how about this instead? And all due respect to the Padres, and and I live in San Diego. I love it there. Uh, I am really, really looking forward to this. Uh, Being around Joe Castig, being around WEEI, being around Red Sox Nation, getting a chance to meet a lot of you guys coming up and girls and uh, just enjoy season number 119. I know it's off to a really piss-poor start. I'm right there with you. Uh, Not for nothing. I am not the kiss of death. Uh, Yes, when I worked for the Cubs, they got out 0-14. Try not to mention that to your friends. But my my first game with the Mets, Johan Santana pitched, and they won one to nothing. I frankly was kind of expecting something like that here. Chris Sale on the mound, maybe like that uh, Pedro effort here in Seattle in the year 2000, seven Innings, I guess it was, and two hits, I think, and no runs. That's right. No walks, 11 strikeouts. I, I figured sunshine and shadows and uh, a Seattle team is not supposed to be very good. It would be that kind of day. But again, sale with an ERA of 21, and, and the Red Sox are 0-1. All right, I've mentioned that enough. I'm going to get on out of here. Every Monday through Friday, yep, every single one, well, except the All-Star break, we, we will have this for you. Every time there is a Red Sox game the previous night or day, Monday through Friday mornings, we will have a fresh podcast for you. That's my promise to you, my sacred promise. My name is Josh Lewin. Totally appreciate you guys tuning in. This has been Sox Daily.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.